I gotta say, I am so excited. This is the first episode, and here's how it's gonna go. I love talking, and I love talking to you about what's meaningful to me. And how I'm gonna do it is I'm not preparing anything. I don't have any notes. Just just think of it like we're both in a cafe. We are meeting for a coffee or even better in an Italian restaurant, which I love so much. And we're talking. Whenever you're talking with a friend, I'm sure you don't prepare any notes or when a friend comes to you and he or she says, oh, I really need your help. I have this problem, this is happening in my relationship, this is happening at work. You don't prepare notes in advance. You just go there, you be there for the person, you sit down with him or her, you really listen and you intuitively let yourself guide to whatever you're going to say and whatever's going to come up in the moment, that's just going to come up. And that's what I'm doing here too. And this is what excites me. Honestly, I couldn't be doing anything else because if I would be too much structurizing it and preparing it, which actually, think about it, <clears throat> if I'm preparing notes and a structure of what I'm going to say and hear the five tips and how to do this and this and that, which obviously I still will do here, right, but intuitively and in the moment, but if I would prepare everything in advance, that would just be the old version of me. And by the, t by the time I'm going to record for this podcast and the YouTube channel too, <clears throat> I'm actually a different person. And that is the outdated content from the old person. So do you get what I mean? And I feel in the same way, we should all focus on goal setting. When I set a goal now, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to be, where I'm going to live, and all of that, in five years from now, Jesus, I'm going to change in one year and be a different person. I'm going to change in two years, in three years, in four years, and you bet, in five years, I'm going to be so different, and what I actually want is going to evolve too. <clears throat> so then, if I still have that goal, and I beat myself up over not for example, achieving that goal, or in the other case, I achieve that goal, but I'm still not happy. <laughs> this is setting yourself up for unhappiness and sometimes even failure, because it happens too often that we keep ourselves in the belief of who we are, which is actually just a fostered um, identity by people around us. And actually, even though we know we are evolving and we want to be different, still, other people hold us to that identity of who we used to be. I think everybody knows that when you move out of your hometown and then you go back, it just feels like you never left. It feels like they all think you're that same person and you have this role and all of that. So <clears throat> that is actually holding ourselves back from moving forward and growing more. So that's why I'm saying you can always reinvent yourself. Oh, there's a wonderful book that I love. Um, it's by a guy. He has like really nice and cute and curly hair. Ah, oh, James Altucher. Now you know it. James Altucher, he wrote... 
I think not one, but two books, uh, Reinvent Yourself. It's an amazing book. So this is an official recommendation now. So I love to read. I mean, I think you too, because you're here and I'm happy that you are. <coughs> Excuse my coughing. Isn't it wonderful? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about so many things in this podcast. So let me just give you a quick introduction of what we're going to be covering here right now. So me, I'm Stacy. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a lover of the arts and I'm a lifelong student, as you probably already heard in the introduction. So what does that mean and how can I improve your life and give you any value, right? That's a question. That's why you're listening to this podcast. And what I can say is the feedback that I always get from my friends, from even some family members and people I meet everywhere. I live in Dubai. I mean, here you meet so many people. And strangers, they always tell me that it's very easy to talk to me, to open up to me. And my friends, they always love my first perspective and my good advice and the wisdom I have and that I can share because I am very well skilled in communications and how to interact with people. I guess it's not too much from learning about body language and learning about these techniques and that. I mean, that all is part of it, but it's not the first step. The first step is looking more into you because when you understand that every person outside of you is a reflection of some part of who you are, then you know where to start. And that's actually a funny thing too, that we are all fragmented. So we don't just have one identity, but multiple. Just think of a Siamese twin, right? One body, but two heads. And every head and every personality, every fractured personality part in you has its own needs, wants, and desires, and pet peeves, so to speak. And that's why we sometimes experience an internal resistance right? When we want to do something, for example, I have a friend, she always wants to work out and be fit and healthy, but she always finds herself being in a depressive mood and scrolling on TikTok for hours and not getting to anything. And nothing is holding her back. Nothing. She's home alone all day. Nothing. And she says that nothing is in her way. And I told her, she's not fully on board with it. Just imagine being in a canoe, Two people are in a canoe and one person is paddling upstream and one person is paddling downstream. You're not going to get anywhere. You're still stuck in the same place. You want to do something and you know it's good for you, but you don't get there because some part of you is not completely on board with that idea, which means that that part of you, due to some beliefs, beliefs which are just thoughts you just keep thinking over and over again, or maybe some trauma that happened to you or very tough experience so that part feels like going in that direction which the other part of you thinks is essential is good for me it's towards my growth and personal expansion the part feels like it's being betrayed like it's that you are not acting in its best interest 
So of course, it's going to stop you because it just wants to be safe. It wants to be protected. And that's why reflection is important. That's why intuition is important. And going inwardly in towards your own self and looking at the things that you're not letting out to look at the fragmented parts of you. And then to go outward. Or most, mostly you don't even have to do that because luckily enough, things outside of you then change automatically. When you change your internal state, your external world will reflect that, right? We know that, we know that. So, and how does that apply in relationships? This is mostly what I want to talk about, how we can have more meaningful relationships. And I have so many examples and many friends and I have so many talks with them for hours and hours. And I always thought about doing a podcast or just recording it because I thought it was just so valuable. And they, they told me they really value our time. And so I said, okay, I'm going to share this with so many other people out there. But I always knew that I don't like preparing it in advance because it's it actually it's, it's just boring it's not fun to me I like exciting things I like <clears throat> oh Jesus <laughs> I like surprises and I mostly like being surprised by life surprised by the universe you could say when unexpected things happen it's it's just amazing it's it's wonderful so, and this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to roll and go with the flow and you're going to see in the upcoming episodes of what we're going to be talking about, but you now have like a pretty clear picture, I guess. So I'm a yoga teacher, which means I teach yoga, <laughs> basically, but there's so much more to it. Sometimes I try to explain what I do in just simple terms in just a couple of sentences, but that's but that's hard often because it goes so deep. Just think of a well, just think of a well where you can take water out of it and the water you take out of the well, the cup of water, it's the truth, yeah, it's the truth. But it's not the full part of it. But still, it's the truth. And it's some aspect of it. And when you put that water into the well again, it just merges. And it's just one again, because it's the same. So it's not contradictive. It's It would be different if you had water and olive oil, right? Lies mixed with the truth. And I think in the almost in the same way, oh my god, I love analogies so much and metaphors, this is really my thing, so now I think in the same way, we can also view my personal truth and your personal truth and everybody else's subjective truth, and when you put all subjective truths together, you get the objective truth, but is it really necessary to do that is it even possible to do that I don't know this is just the concept this is just something I'm saying for you to reflect more onto it so I wish that you not just listen to me but think about these things too because actually what I'm doing right now is I'm sharing with you what I'm thinking about all day long and I think I came to some valuable conclusions and I'm still coming to more so I'm 
it's a lifelong learning and in some aspects I have firm opinions but I'm also I'm excited I'm excited about growing older and see like perceive myself change and my opinions change and my view on things change and just think about you are that body and but you were multiple bodies you had a body of a five-year-old six-year-old a 10-year-old a 20-year-old and so on and so forth which means you are not your body and you had different thoughts you probably changed your mind a lot you are like me maybe you've been religious too like I was and now you're not anymore or you or it's a different way around whatever so you had thoughts you had beliefs and they change which means you are not your thoughts and you are not your beliefs right and you're also not your mind because what is your mind is it is it it's just your brain and or do you just perceive yourself being like from here to here, like your your head and your your body and your limbs is just like extra attachments and your torso. So who are you really? This is a good question. I, I can't answer it for you. I'm I'm just rambling on what I think is meaningful and what I think is important because I really do not like surface level conversations. Oh do not come up to me and talk small talk. <clears throat> because why are you doing it you're just wasting my time you're wasting your time and this is common sense like everybody knows that small talk is wasting time but small talk sometimes i think when it's too excessive in some people when they when they can't they cannot do anything else it almost seems to me that it's a self-preservation mechanism that they're just trying to protect themselves from whatever happened to them from oh, I have a friend she she has some kind of you can call it sociophobia she sometimes calls it like that for fun I don't know if it's a real term I will look it up and let you know and she is often afraid to let people into who she really is to show her real self and this can be for multiple reasons. For her, it's because she fears of the, she has a fear of being abandoned, which in just like a few questions with her, we figured out why that actually happened, what actually happened in her past and in her childhood that led to that trauma. And I just want to say that all these things and all these emotions you feel, they are real. And they are hurtful and they are valid. So don't let anybody tell you that you need to heal from that instantly or that you're wrong for still feeling that way. I mean, humans are funny. When I, when I break my leg and my bones are shattered, nobody expects me to get better in a day. And I feel comfortable telling everybody that I broke my leg and that this is the reason why I cannot come to the party or cannot go there and there because it's something we all see and something that is accessible to most of us. But as we all around the globe experienced, um, how to say, a common, you know, the global pandemic, how to phrase it, like a common enemy, um, something we all were fighting and are still fighting together, but which we cannot see, which makes it even more scarier 
for all people because you cannot see it. And anyhow, so my leg is broken and I feel comfortable telling everybody. I feel comfortable uh, and I know I'm not going to heal today. It's going to take some time. And it's the same with emotional wounds. And I want people and I want all of us, starting with me, to be more open about it, to be more vulnerable. Because when you are human, when you have feelings, when you are you, I know for sure that you want to be loved for who you are. And how many people say that? Jesus, I really want to be loved for who I am. But then the same people have the hardest time opening up to other people and let them see who they truly are. So again, you want something, but you don't want it. One part of you is on board and is in the canoe and is paddling downstream, but the other part of you is holding on and paddling upstream. So what to do? You're not going to paddle harder downstream. Oh, Jesus, don't do that. You're just going to be bulldozing yourself. And so that's what then happens when you push down your emotions and you become like a machine that's bulldozing over yourself or one fragmented part of yourself, which is going to have consequences in the future. So things, emotions that you don't deal with now are going to haunt you in the future, believe me. Even if you think the future is 30 years from now, it can also be in a week. And things can happen. And the funny thing is when something is happening to you over and over again, it's mostly your life telling you what to change, what to do differently. It's saying, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. What? You didn't hear me? Okay, I'm going to repeat it to you. Here, here, here. I'm going to have it again. It's the same with learning. Learning is best when you repeat it over and over again. Constant repetition amplifies learning. And this is what you're doing when you live life. You're learning and you cannot escape it. And sometimes we think, okay, I'm just going to surrender. I don't want anymore and I want out of it. But the only way out is through. Just imagine a tunnel. You can't go under it. You can't go above it or around it. The only way out is through. But you're still scared because you don't see the light. You're asking yourself, okay, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go into these emotions. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to confront that part of me which is not on board. Or I don't want to confront why I don't feel like doing this. Or why I feel like doing this. A thing that is actually bad for me. So you can't see the light. That's why you're afraid to go into the tunnel. But just be sure that you go in and then there's a curve and then you will see the light. Because it's not always a straight path. It's almost never. If you follow your guidance, you follow your intuition, you're going to be led to, oh Jesus, I I know that. You're going to be led to many places. And I've asked myself in my life, why am I doing this? And it's always been things that I love doing. I'm a very passionate and person. I'm, I'm virtually excited about everything. I just like being excited, I guess. And then, for example, I love learning languages, right? Oh, 
I want to learn so many languages. I can already speak English and German fluently. And now I want to learn Italian and then French and then maybe Spanish or Portuguese. But I'm not sure about it or another language. So and then I have different things too, like teaching yoga and and doing this podcast and other things that I love doing and love pursuing. And I always ask myself, okay, but is there something else? Because everything I was doing, it did felt, it did feel like the right thing. But I was still asking myself, okay, there must be something to tie it all together, to give it all meaning because everything is fun in and of itself but when you don't have a deeper meaning a deeper purpose to why you're doing it the how you're applying it how the facts are why is it is important to you then it can very easily become shallow and it can be easy to want to retreat from your life and just do nothing and get out of it because you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel but I'm telling you it's not always the straight path that's why you're being led to many places that's why it's important to follow your bliss follow your your joy that's good and then you're going to be led to this thing and that thing and you don't know how they connect because you can only connect the dots looking back and that's why trust is important trust in life and and having fun oh jesus i so i'm i don't know if you're with me here you can leave me a comment if you are i love people watching sometimes um i go to cafes and restaurants on my own a lot because i like it i love people watching but sometimes i can just sit on a bench too and and watch people passing by and it's it's the most fun thing ever to me because i i see other people and i see a person i just imagine how is it being them and i imagine what they might be thinking i like not in a stalker type of not in a stalker type of way but i i, I look at them and i think okay, how would that person see the world or see this situation right here in that cafe, in that restaurant? And then do that with multiple people. And it's just so amazing. And also uh, the benefit is uh, the fine tuning, the fine tuning of picking up on vibrations, picking up on energy, how, you know, body language is emitting energy, how, uh, the mimic of of people and sometimes I feel like you already know what people are thinking about just from a certain type of look or just from a certain type of expression you can see when people are sad when they are happy when they're melancholic when they're very thoughtful and this because everybody is an external expression of your internal self this is helpful to you too. So you're learning about yourself. Oh, this is what I'm experiencing all the time when I'm meeting my my close friends is that I feel like these people are me. They remind me of myself in so many ways. I mean, of course, because it's logical, because we only choose friends who are like us or, la or how we want to be. So you most likely won't have any 
person in your close circle who you really don't like and who's completely different from you. Maybe your mother, <laughs> like mine, <laughs> but we don't know. Okay. So then everybody is an expression of yourself. And that's why you can learn so much about you. Because just look at, okay, when you want to learn about yourself and see yourself, observe yourself, reflect on yourself, you cannot do it. You cannot do it through your own eyes because you're seeing outwardly. That's why everybody talks about the bird's perspective, having a bird's perspective on your own life and on your situation. And you can do the same by using the eyes of the person in front of you, uh, of your friend, maybe of somebody in your family. Anybody close to you is always reflecting something back to you. And this is a funny thing. I've been thinking about self-improvement a lot. And I am a big fan of, not a big fan, but I'm just interested and I am very particular about how I use my words and what kind of meaning words have to them because they have meaning and connotations. And too many people, I really dislike it, they use words so... Um, like so in a, such a trivial manner it really doesn't matter to them and they mostly don't even know what they mean for example when we talk about self-improvement the concept of it everybody is using that word but self-improvement how can the one the person in that case how can the one that needs improvement do the improvement how can the problem find the answer? How can the problem find the solution? How does that work? How, that, how can the thing that needs to be fixed do the fixing? And see, that's the point where external help comes into place. And that's why people love reading books. Because it's somebody else's thoughts and perspectives and help. And that's why sometimes you can just be in your head and think about a topic the whole day. But you don't come to any conclusions. Only when you empty your mind. So you let go of everything. Because, <laughs> because essentially you're letting go of the problem. Because ego uh, egos, egos are really a uh, funny guy or funny gown however you like to see it because it creates problems so that it can find the solution to them again in many parts also when you feel like you're standing in your own way it's mostly that you created a problem just so you can find a solution to it which could mean that you're just very bored in your life or that you may have things you want to do or like to do or even have and must do which is not a good thing uh, to to must to to have to do something and only that's why I'm saying sometimes when people do their work or whatever they're doing and it, you feel that it is in a forceful manner, they have to force themselves to do it. It's not good. Mostly you're going to have a long term health crisis or just in the long term, it's not good for you. It's 
better, much, much better when you feel inspired to it, when you have a meaning to it, when you have an attitude. It's all about the attitude you're having. It's not actually, it's not about what you're doing. It's the attitude you're having towards it. So if you have the attitude of, oh, I get to do this, it's so much better than, yeah, I have to do this, right? And ego and have to do something. And so then, in the same way, when you get to do something that's fun to you, then you're not bored. And then your ego doesn't have to create a problem because you don't like what you're doing anyway. So it's going to create multiple problems for you just so you can fix them. Oh, Jesus. So many people call themselves problem fixers and they're so proud of it because they are problem fixers. But mostly, problems are created. Uh, they don't just come out of the blue. They don't just grow like plants. They are mostly created. And you're going to see for yourself, if you can manage to be still, you're going to see how many problems are just going to disappear. How many things you thought you had to do that you're not doing anymore because they're not meaningful and not important to you so I have it a lot I have a friend who she's always saying oh Stacey yeah I don't know what the problem is yeah but the problem is you know you know but the problem is Jesus there are no problems there are only solutions and when you focus too much on the problem, you're not going to find the solution because the energy that created the problem or the energy of being stuck in a problem is not going to get you to any kind of solution. It's not going to help you anyway. So that's why um, ego is so, it's so important to let go of your ego and not to that's also funny not to fight it not to push against it because that again it's just another egotistic fragment because because it's very smart it says you have an ego right that's you are that way and then you you are more reflected, you see that you have an ego, and then you think, oh Jesus, I gotta fight the ego, get rid of it, but you don't notice that that energy is just ego again, which split itself and created another problem for you, which you can now fix in the same old ways, with the same old strategies you used before in the ego, and then you think you got rid of the problem, but it's actually still there because the problem created another problem. I hope you can see where I'm going with this. It's an idea, idea that I'm having that I think probably other authors um, and people who think deeply have too. And something that I'm just exploring more and more. And I got to say, isn't it funny? I've already been talking for a half an hour and... So many things come up in the present moment that we often neglect because we're not really here. We hang out in the old too familiar past with our old too familiar story of who we are and how the world is. Or we are chilling in the future 
in the predictable future. The future is actually not predictable, but by predicting it, you're just gonna create it because you're creating it in the present moment and whatever you're thinking about now and you're dominantly thinking about is what you're gonna create. So when you have a vision of how it's gonna be, that's mostly how it's gonna turn out. When you think only about the worst case situation, that's mostly what's gonna happen. If you think about it, if you have the beliefs in that direction, and if you act upon if the worst case is going to happen, then it's mostly going to happen. And you're going to see the same things over and over again. And that's why the phrase people often use of people never change. That's why it exists. Because we're never truly in the present where all the transformation happens. We stick to the old story which is mostly not even created by us, but through other people, sometimes through trauma, which then creates a compensation or decompensation mechanisms within ourselves. Just like um, people who do too much small talk because they're afraid of somebody really seeing their true self and then they're afraid of getting abandoned and there there's so much fear and fear is just lingering around at the bottom of it and then of course the past doesn't exist so when you think about the past it's not in the past but you bring it into the present moment and whatever is in the present moment is created in the future so you're just going to have the same thing over and over again and that's why people don't change because they're not present enough and they're, they're not conscious enough, you could also say. And that's why I often, when, when I'm talking with somebody about forgiveness, I often like to propose the idea that the people who you think did something to you, and I'm not devaluating it, because they most likely did something to you which was not good, hurt you in any kind of way. And the actions are not forgiven, I would say, because they're still there, but the person can be forgiven because the person is unconscious. And that's why I always say it's important when you don't like something and you have to communicate it to that person, you have to set boundaries. It's important to make it clear that even though I might not like what you have done, I still like who you are. It's important to disconnect who you are from what you're doing. But because most people don't do it. When you did something wrong and then somebody comes up to you and they say, oh, you're such an idiot. They're mixing who you are and what you did. Your behavior might have been uh, idiotic. We can say it like that. But you are not an idiot. And... Please forgive these people because you know that everything outside of you is a reflection of you. So everything you're putting outside, everything you're speaking, speaking also to other people, is a reflection of how you think and how you, who you are within yourself. This is called projection, by the way. And there's positive and there's negative projection. And in that case, it's negative. So the person who's mixing who you are and what you did most likely has an identity where who they are is totally wrapped around what they are doing. And that's what we're seeing in today's society very often. When I ask, when you ask anybody, hey, uh, who are you? They're mostly going to tell you, 
I am the chairman of this organization. I am the chairman of this organization. I work here. I work there. I do this. I oversee operations. I am an entrepreneur, blah, blah. Uh, and it all has value. Really, all has value. That's what I always say. I always say that everything has value, but nothing really matters. And I just say that because I want people to ease up a little bit and to uh, exhale and just to start over again, be in the present moment and to take things with more lightness. So now, the person who ha is projecting something negative towards you because he or she is completely in his or her sense of identity evolved around what they're doing. So when people introduce themselves, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Okay, but who are you? And that's a tough question. And I can't tell you what you're going to answer. But you can think of more creative ways of how to introduce yourself. You can not just start with your title and whatever you're doing, whatever you have accomplished. But maybe just something that your, your heart is beating for every day. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm an animal lover. I am... Um, I don't know, I'm a coffee addict. <laughs> Just think about something funny because it's gonna do that. It's gonna throw people off completely. Uh, I have a friend and we do that all the time. We um, give people answers which they are not expecting. For example, let me give you an example. For Okay, a friend is going to some kind of date, right? This really happened and then my and a different friend and my friend and I were just sitting there and you know just always joking around and then we were as the other friend was walking out the door towards her date I was screaming this is not gonna work bye-bye <laughs> because you're gonna have the same pitch as if you're gonna say this is gonna work bye-bye but actually saying it's not gonna work and that's fun because then people say okay what 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 did you just say Oh, I'm sorry. I might have over, I might have heard something that I didn't hear, or did I? And that's funny, and that always brings ourselves back into the present moment. I I had that too. I had that too. And every time I realize this had to happen, I'm, and I'm always laughing when that happens because it's life or universe, whatever you want to call it, a greater entity, sending you a sign, sending you maybe somebody or something to wake you up and to be present again, because you might have been too involved in the past or in the future, right? And so what happened to me once is I was at a hotel, at a Hilton hotel, and I wanted to get a massage. I basically just wanted to ask what kind of offers they have. And then the guy who was working there, he said, no, I can't help you with that. And I said, wow, excuse me, I'm, I, I would like to have information about your massages. And I mean, I'm going to pay for it. What do you mean you can't help me with that? And he looked down and he looked up again. And he said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't help you with that. I can't give you any information on that. And we went back and forth and back and forth. Like, what do you mean? I can't help you with that, please. I can't help you with that. And at the end, I was just saying... <sighs> okay, so so what am I going to do now? Like, you can't help me with that? Like, who can help me with that? And I was so frustrated and I was almost sad. But I was really involved and in that moment. And then 
that guy, that funny guy, started laughing because he was playing me. He was just making jokes. And I said to him, oh, you really must think you're a funny guy. And that's when I met somebody who's now a really good friend of mine. Exactly. That's how it happened. So that brought me back into the present moment. What a wonderful story. And that's why I'm saying to you, it might throw people off, but it's also the, the funniest thing you can do to bring more fun into your life, bring more play into your life. Also interesting about the word play and play and work, because you don't say, oh, today I'm going to work the piano. <laughs> No, you play the piano and you're not going to work the violin. You're playing the violin. And even though that verb might not apply to everything you're doing, the attitude still can. The attitude of nothing serious is going on right now. Just to find, don't take these words too literally. It's just to to ease up more. Because when you say, okay, Nothing serious is going on right now. You immediately feel your body being less tense. Your cortisol level drops. Um, your serotonin level rises. You're more calm. You're more present. And then you can do your work. And then you can do all of that. So words are just tools. Words are just tools which are, can be used. And I think even have to be used in a very precise manner to convey the message that is meaningful to you because so many words are being spoken every day which don't have any meaning so many people lie and their words are just shallow and they don't mean anything you probably know people like that as I do too as they are um, on this planet but again we're not judging who they are um, even though we can have and are allowed to have objections about what they are doing and what they are saying, right? And I'm so happy. I'm so happy um, that I'm getting to these conclusions and that I can share them with you. And what I would like to, what I would like to also do is that throughout the episode and throughout every other episode, if you have any comment, if you have any question or any other idea that you are getting from the ideas I'm giving you or from the thoughts or from the from the stories I'm giving you, anything that you have, any story idea, anything you would like me to comment on in, in, in the next episode, then I would love to do that because that is co-creation at its best, isn't it? So then that is us getting closer uh, to that cafe situation I was talking about in the beginning, you and us sitting across from each other and having meaningful conversations because this is what everybody wants and this is what virtually everybody is missing in a world where in the intro I was talking about modern loneliness. So what does that mean? I actually have it from a song from the singer and author Love. I don't know if it's pronounced correctly. But he has an album called How I'm Feeling. It's pretty melancholic, but I like the I like the lyrics because they're portraying the truth and how it really is. 
you can feel that it is real and it is deep and that's why so many people are connecting with it because nowadays people can people can see through everything that is fake oh jesus and that's why people watching is a very good thing to do because you can can fine tune and be more able to see when people are wearing a mask or when they're not and the funniest thing and the most precious thing when you're doing people watching is always when there's a baby in the room because there might be that man who's just listening to some music and drinking his coffee and with a frowny face looking around the room but never smiling at anybody a very frowny face and then all of a sudden there's a mom and uh, she's walking by with her baby and the guy's smiling at that baby and waving at that baby and then when the baby's gone he's frowning again and that can give you so many ideas that can give you so many conclusions and when you when you find more answers and find more different perspectives on why people might think that do that and behave like that it can also give you insight insights on yourself and on who you are so this is what i would love to do have your comments and then talk about that and then comment on that <clears throat> so that's what i would like to do have your comments and then talk about that and give my ideas and my perspective on that because this is what i'm here to do this is what it's about now Modern loneliness. Now you know where I got the term. So what is it? How he says in his song. It's being lonely. It's being surrounded by people. But being lonely. You're never alone, but you're always depressed. So what's the reason? What's the reason most people have sociophobia? They don't reach out. They don't reply back to texts. They... They might want to, but they, they can't. They're stuck in small talk level. They don't have meaningful romantic relationships. They don't have true friendships. Do you? How many friends do you have? How many people you have that you can count on? And if you have one, you're a very lucky person. Because there are many who don't even have something called a friend. You know, just when an analogy, when you're thinking about not liking the shoes you have and you want different shoes and you might even be complaining just think about the person who doesn't have any feet and then then you will be very grateful that you have shoes even if you don't like them too much you can still be happy and still be at peace so i think the goal is not to be happy all the time but we're gonna come to that because happiness and too much euphoria can be also detrimental it can also go into an addiction like a dopamine addiction like always wanting more and the higher and the better and never enough and that's not what at peace looks like so back to modern loneliness so many people around but you still feel empty inside and can't bond with people and why it's not because of the people around us it's because of ourselves and we mostly know that but we don't know how 
how to deal with that. And one thing at first I would say is that therapy is very helpful and that I want to speak up for that and say that therapy is normal to do. It is normal. You don't have to have a, a bipolar disease to go to therapy. Just the longing for somebody who you can talk to, who will understand you and who will help you reflect and process everything that happened in your life, that's valid enough to go to therapy. Because many, um, mostly old generational people, I would say nowadays people are over 50, mostly they don't like therapy too much and they don't want their kids to go to therapy because it might have a bad look on the family and on the See, and that's ego again. That's again, how do I look to other people? Just how am I perceived? And that's another thing, that everybody feels like they're playing the main character. Just like you're walking down the street, you have your sunglasses on and you flip your jacket around your shoulder and you think, oh, Jesus, I might just be the coolest person. How everybody's looking at me or what they might be thinking. And I might be thinking that my sunglasses look really good. And, and this is a mind movie. This is not really happening. And this is totally an egotistic way of thinking. It's not selfish always, 